Being in the presence of Jesus opens our eyes to the truth. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, and thanks for taking time out of your day to study with us here at Renew Network Podcast. Renew Network Podcast is a ministry that is devoted to helping believers um, discover uh, a passion for the Word of God and to grow in the Word because uh, it is our stance that the Spirit of God is alive and active through the Word of God bringing conviction and insight and understanding to our hearts, giving us the courage to apply God's Word and directing us how to apply it to our lives in ways uh, that have a transformative impact on our lives. Um, This podcast is connected to a Twitter page and a blog site that uh, have um, backed up articles of um, spiritual inspiration and also have... um, a backlog of these episodes so folks can get their hands on resources that hopefully encourage and help them grow in their uh, faith in Jesus. Um, And so it is our commitment to daily teach the word and to challenge people to cultivate a relationship with God through his word. Uh, We believe in what the scriptures teach, that the word of God is active and alive, sharper than a double-edged sword. Um, and so we're grateful for the word and we believe that, uh, what makes the word powerful is the way that God's spirit works through the word. And so we're back here again today to, to continue on in our teaching, uh, and the conversation between Jesus and the men on the road to Emmaus. Today we're picking up in Luke 24 verses 25 through 35, and we're going to finish out this conversation. And there are so many beautiful nuggets for us to uh, to um, glean, uh, and also so many beautiful um, things that we uh, need to talk about as it relates to our own journey of faith and our own encounters with Jesus. All right, before we get into the text, let's go before the author. Heavenly Father, you are the Word. <laughs> Jesus is the Word, the Logos, the divine Word of God, the Word through which you spoke the world into being, and the Word through which you spoke us into being. Um, Jesus is the breath of life, the very breath in our lungs, uh, our sustainer, our Lord and leader, our Savior and Redeemer. Lord, you've done everything for us. And so we recognize today that uh, we come to the table with nothing, Lord God. We are saved by faith through grace in Christ alone. And um, and so it is that grace-faith-Christ connection that saves us by grace through faith in Christ alone. And so we're grateful, Lord, that uh, you have done it all for us. Help us to really put our faith in what you've done for us. Father, speak through your word as always as we study and, and learn from it today and help us to apply these things to our lives as your Holy Spirit faithfully instructs us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is Luke 24, 25 through 35. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. 
As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us? While he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two of them told what happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. My friends, isn't this a beautiful passage? So yesterday, uh, we enter this conversation between Jesus and the men on the road to Emmaus. He enters their confusion, their sorrow, their pain. Um, Luke even says their faces were downcast. These guys were scratching their heads. This is not what they expected to happen to the Messiah. And it made them begin to question everything. How could Jesus be the Messiah if he's dead and in a tomb? And he said to them at the beginning of today's conversation, how foolish you are. Don't you know? Don't you believe all that the prophets have spoken? Didn't the Messiah have to suffer these things? If you go back to Isaiah, the suffering servant, (laughs) very clear message that the Messiah would be broken and bruised for our transgressions. Um, And yet uh, they missed that point and they missed it in his words. Um, It wasn't until Jesus said to the women in the tomb, or the angels mentioned that he was not there, and they remembered the words that he had spoken to them when they were following him. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third, third day be raised again. And it's the same thing here. He's just calling them to remember what the scriptures teach about what Messiah would have to endure. And Luke tells us that in verse 27 that Jesus went all the way back through the scriptures beginning with Moses and then through the prophets explaining to them uh, all the prophecies that were spoken about Messiah. Um, and, and Luke personalizes it and says, uh, explain to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And so uh, what an affirmative of his identity that this was a conversation between the Messiah and these two men, between Jesus, their Lord and Redeemer. And as they approached the village, uh, it was getting to be later in the evening, and they urged Jesus to stay with them, and uh, that would include a meal, of course. And as they sit down to dine together in verse 30, we're told that Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. And it was in this moment that their eyes were opened and they recognized him for who he was. And then he disappeared from their sight. It's interesting to me that it was in this moment, which hearkened back to the Passover meal, the last supper with his disciples. Clearly these men must have been present on the outskirts of that gathering or had heard what Jesus did while the apostles were in that upper room. And it was as he was breaking the bread and giving thanks for it and offering it to them, Luke tells us that their eyes were opened and they recognized him for who he is. My friends, do you lose sight of Jesus for who he is sometimes? 
Do you lose sight of what the scriptures teach about him just the same way that these men had lost sight of what the scriptures taught about Messiah? Sometimes we lose sight of who Jesus is. We want to fashion Jesus in our own making. We want a Messiah, a Lord, a Redeemer in our own making. And when we lose sight of who Jesus Jesus truly is, we have to go back to what the scriptures teach us about who he is. We have to go back to what the scriptures tell us about who he is. And when we go back to what the scriptures tell us about who Jesus is, we see him afresh for who he is. But we also see ourselves for who we are. And we see our condition and his presence rightly. And we see our need for him. And we see what the scriptures teach us about who we are in him, because it's so important that we don't lose sight of who we are in Christ, because it's who we are in Christ that make uh, the truths about who Jesus is come alive in our hearts. It's a beautiful moment when they see him and recognize him for who he is, and he doesn't stay long after that. He disappears from their sight. And I love what they say to each other in verse 32. Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? That says the Holy Spirit was already active in the midst of this conversation. The Holy Spirit was working through the words of Jesus. And they were recognizing, even without knowing it, through the presence of the Holy Spirit present in Jesus. And in that moment, they were recognizing that they were in a powerful moment with God. And they didn't even know it. But they, but they recognized that their hearts were burning within them while he talked with them on the road and opened the scriptures to us. I'll tell you what, if you're worshiping in a Holy Spirit empowered, a Holy Spirit anointed church, then when the Word of God is being taught and through the pulpit, when the Word of God is being taught in small groups, uh, your heart should burn within you. Um, if that is a church where the Holy Spirit is active and alive, where the preaching and teaching and worship is saturated in the Spirit of God, then you ought to feel that in your hearts. Your hearts ought to burn within you. If you're going to a church week after week after week where your spirit is not coming alive in the presence of God during worship and during the preaching of the Word and through small groups, then I got to tell you, you ought to be praying about whether you need to stick it out in that church. And if you need to stick it out in that church, you may be the one called to begin to take a stand for the Holy Spirit and his ministry and to begin to challenge leaders to say, where do we see the Holy Spirit of God active and alive in this place? Where do we see the Holy Spirit of God active and alive through the preaching of his word? People are not growing. People are not being discipled. People are not being baptized. New people are not coming into the fellowship through our witness. What are we doing, my friends? And maybe God is calling you to be a catalyst for change in that place. Near the end of the passage, Luke says, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. <laughs> Jesus disappeared and they disappeared too. They immediately got up and ran back to Jerusalem. Remember, they were about seven miles from town and they found the 11 gathered 
and the eleven have an announcement when they arrive. They say, it's true. The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Now, these two must have been intimately connected to the fellowship of the wider group of disciples who were following Jesus. Because when they walk in, the rest of them are excited to share the news with them. So these were these were committed followers of Jesus, these two men, Cleopas and his companion. And then they immediately went into their testimony about what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. And so now we have three confirmations that Jesus is alive and not in the tomb. The angel's announcement to the women who come to prepare and anoint his body. He is not here. He is risen. Their announcement to these two men that Peter had an encounter with the risen Christ. And then they come with an announcement that they have had a vision of the risen Christ as they were in a conversation with him on the way. And what a beautiful thing it is. Now we have three confirmations that the tomb is empty and Jesus is alive. And we're going to move on in Luke's gospel and we're going to discover uh, that Jesus appears uh, again to his disciples and we'll uh, study that encounter tomorrow. All right, my friends, uh, may God bless you as you continue to consider these words today and be encouraged in your hearts.